everyone. Welcome to the Preacher Chick Podcast. I am Stacy, the Preacher Chick, and today is day 281 of reading the Bible together every day this year. Today, we have a video from the Bible Project that talks about the royal priesthood and the theme of that <clears throat> and how that all fits together with Jesus and the order of Melchizedek and the Levites and Aaron and all that. So, um, worth watching. Um, I think these videos just really enhance scripture and really aid in our understanding. So be sure to watch it. It'll be linked in the show notes. We're going to read chapters five and six of Acts as well as Psalm 121. Let's get going. But a man named Ananias with his wife Sapphira sold a piece of property. However, he kept back part of the proceeds with his wife's knowledge and brought a portion of it and laid it at the apostles' feet. Ananias, Peter asked, Why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and keep back part of the proceeds of the land? Wasn't it yours while you possessed it? And after it was sold, wasn't it at your disposal? Why is it that you planned this thing in your heart? You've not lied to people but to God. When he heard these words, Ananias dropped dead, and great fear came on all who heard. The young men got up, wrapped his body, carried him out, and buried him. Let me keep reading, and then I'll tell you my thought. <laughs> About three hours later, his wife came in, not knowing what had happened. Tell me, Peter, he asked her, did you sell the land for this price? Yes, she said, for that price. Then Peter said to her, why did you agree to test the spirit of the Lord? Look, the feet of those who buried your husband are at the door, and they will carry you out. Instantly, she dropped dead at his feet, and when the young men came in, they found her dead, carried her out, and buried her beside her husband. Then great fear came on the whole church and on all who heard these things. Okay, so some people are going to look at this and say, whoa, harsh God. I mean, they brought an offering. You know, what's the big deal? I believe it's in the video from the Bible Project that is part of today's reading where they point out the correlation and the connection that um, while there is this, uh, let's say, vocational priesthood, all of God's people are part of the royal priesthood. And um, that in that meaning that um, we are each the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Holy Spirit, we each have this call in command to be discipling others to to preach the gospel. Um, now some of us are going to preach from a pulpit and some of us are going to preach by conversations we have in relationship with people that leads people to, to Jesus. Okay, so there's that. But if you go back and you remember in 1 Samuel, um, the priest Eli had two sons who were heathens <laughs> and they offered a strange fire they offered an improper sacrifice and god killed them so in in this um with ananias and sapphira what you see is that nobody asked them to sell their property and to give the proceeds of that to the ministry they said, we're going to sell our property and we're going to give all that we get to the ministry. And then they brought in just a portion of what they said they were going to do. And 
the issue here is not that they didn't give everything. The issue is that they lied to the Lord. That's the problem here. So, um, and God takes these things serious. He is holy. We are called to holiness because he is holy and that's it. Many signs and wonders were being done among the people through the hands of the apostles. They were all together in Solomon's colonnade. No one else dared to join them, but the people spoke well of them. Believers were added to the Lord in increasing numbers, multitudes of both men and women. As a result, they would carry the sick out into the streets and lay them on cots and mats so that when Peter came by, at least his shadow might fall on some of them. Can you imagine that kind of power, authority, confidence, boldness, anointing? Um, there is a missionary in the Assemblies of God who... I'm not going to say um, his shadow causes the Spirit of God to heal somebody who is sick, but I will tell you, I've had the privilege of meeting this missionary face-to-face, -face, and um, missionaries are humans. They are ministers. They are not like anything um, to be worshipped. They would all tell you that. This missionary, however, though, is such an example of... Uh, um, faithful, living, fully abiding in the presence of the Lord. And the time I met him and stood near him, there's only, there's only one other person this is, I've experienced this with. Um, the presence of God is thick on them. Um, so much so that it literally caused me to almost cry. I, my eyes welled up with tears at the overwhelming um, presence of the Lord that was on them. Um, and there's one other uh, person that I've experienced this with. She is also a missionary and she is the co-founder of the ministry Project Rescue. Um, and just the whisper of her voice commands a room. And um, the power and the presence of the Lord, and and I and I know that that comes from abiding with Jesus, and so um, I want to get to a point where I'm that uh, committed and faithful and dedicated to spending time in the presence of God. Okay. Anyway. Hmm. In addition, a multitude came together from the towns surrounding Jerusalem, bringing the sick and those who were tormented by unclean spirits, and they were all healed. Then the high priest rose up, he and all who were with him, who belonged to the party of the Sadducees, were filled with jealousy. So they arrested the apostles and put them in the public jail. But an angel of the Lord opened the doors in the, of the jail during the night, brought them out, and said, Go stand in the temple and tell the people all about this life. Hearing this, they entered the temple at daybreak and began to teach. When the apostle, or sorry, when the high priest and those who were with him arrived, they convened the Sanhedrin, the full council of the Israelites, and sent orders to the jail to have them brought. But when the servants got there, they did not find them in the jail, so they returned and reported. We found the jail securely locked with guards standing in front of the doors, but when we opened them, we found no one inside. As the captain of the temple police and the chief priests heard these things, they were baffled about them, wondering what could come from this. Someone came and reported to them, look, the men you put in jail are standing in the temple and preach are in teaching the people. 
Then the commander went with his servants and brought them in without force, because they were afraid that people might stone them. After they brought them in, they had them stand before the Sanhedrin, and the high priest asked, Didn't we strictly order you not to teach in this name? Look, you've filled Jerusalem with your teaching and are determined to make us guilty of this man's blood. Peter and the apostles replied, We must obey God rather than people. The God of our ancestors raised up Jesus, whom you murdered, whom you had murdered, by hanging him on a tree. God exalted this man to the right hand as a ruler and savior to give repentance to Israel and the forgiveness of sins. We are witnesses of these things, and so is the Holy Spirit, whom God has given those who obey him. That's the whole thing, like right there with we must obey God rather than people. The church needs to wake up to this. <laughs> we need to be, we need to wake up to this. When they heard this, they were enraged and wanted to kill them. But a Pharisee named Gamaliel, a teacher of the law who was respected by all the people, stood up in the Sanhedrin and ordered the men to be taken outside for a little while. He said to them, men of Israel, be careful about what you're about to do to these men. Some time ago, Theodos rose up claiming to be somebody, and a group of about 400 men rallied to him. He was killed, and all his followers dispersed and came to nothing. After this man, Judas the Galilean rose up in the days of the census and attracted a following. He also perished, and all his followers were scattered. So in the present case, I tell you, stay away from these men and leave them alone. For if this plan or this work is of human origin, it will fail. If it's of God, you will not be able to overthrow them. You may even be found fighting against God. They were persuaded by him. After they called in the apostles and had them flogged, they ordered them not to speak in the name of Jesus and release them. Then they went out from the presence of the Sanhedrin, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to be treated shamefully on behalf of the name. Can you, they rejoiced that they were persecuted, that they were be that they were um I, it's just, come on now. Every day in the temple and in various homes, they continued teaching and proclaiming the good news that Jesus is the Messiah. In those days, as the disciples were increasing in number, there rose a complaint by the Hellenistic Jews against the Hebraic Jews that their widows were being overlooked in the daily distribution. The twelve summoned the whole company of the disciples and said, it would not be right for us to give up preaching the word of God to wait on tables. Brothers and sisters, select from among you seven men of good reputation, full of the spirit and wisdom whom we can appoint to this duty. But we will devote ourselves to prayer and to the ministry of the word. This proposal pleased the whole company. So they chose Stephen, a man full of faith in the Holy Spirit, and Philip, Prochorus, Nicanor, Timon, Parmenas, and Nicholas, a convert from Antioch. They had them stand before the apostles who prayed and laid their hands on them. So the word of God spread. The disciples in Jerusalem increased greatly in number, and a large group of priests became obedient to the faith. Now Stephen, full of grace and power. Look at this. Let me, let, let's point this out. So you see Stephen's name for the first time mentioned in verse 5, a man full of faith in the Holy Spirit. And then they list these other men. Um, and then you see his name here, Stephen, full of grace and power. Um this was like Luke was making a point. Listen, pay attention. Stephen was an amazing man of God. Opposition arose, however, from some members of the Freedmen's Synagogue, composed of both Cyrenians and Alexandrians, and some 
from Cilicia and Asia, and they began to argue with Stephen, but they were unable to stand against his wisdom and the spirit by whom he was speaking. <laughs> it's just unreal. Then they secretly persuaded some men to say, we so they convinced men to lie. We heard him speaking blasphemous words against Moses and God. They stirred up the people, the elders and the scribes. So they came, seized him and took him to the Sanhedrin. They also presented false witnesses who said, this man never stopped speaking against this holy place and the law. For we heard him say that this Jesus of Nazareth will destroy this place and change the customs that Moses handed down to us. And all who were sitting in the Sanhedrin looked intently at him and saw that his face was like the face of an angel. Wow. Psalm 121. I lift my eyes toward the mountains. Where will my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and the earth. Okay, I'm going to be very, very real. I don't know if they were so careful in planning <laughs> the daily readings because we've read through all of the Psalms once and we're reading through them again this year, right? But I don't believe in coincidence. Psalm 121, we just were introduced to Stephen, which if you've ever read the book of Acts before, then you know tomorrow we're going to read about his martyrdom, and him being the first martyr for Jesus Christ. And he looks up. We're going to get there tomorrow. But I don't think it's coincidence that today we read Psalm 121. I lift my eyes. I lift my eyes toward the mountain. Where will my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of, the heaven, of heaven and the earth. He will not allow your foot to slip. Your protector will not slumber. Indeed, the protector of Israel does not slumber or sleep. The Lord protects you. The Lord is a shelter right by your side. The sun will not strike you by day or the moon by night. The Lord will protect you from all harm. He will protect your life. The Lord will protect your coming and going both now and forever. That's it for today. I hope you have a great day and come back tomorrow as we continue to read the Bible together. See ya.